Live from New York, it's the show that is wearing an orange tie in support of Sean Payton dissing the Jets. It's first things first. <laughs> Today, speaking of, Sean Payton goes scorched earth on the Broncos' previous regime. Ooh, it did. And aforementioned, the Jets. The embarrassing part of Robert Sala's response later in the show. You play the Broncos in week five, not four. Meanwhile, we head up to Bill's camp. Are we 100% positive there's no more bad blood? Why are you winking at me? Why, is that a Taylor Swift reference? Why are you winking? You're not on And finally, the return of the most motivational segment in all of sports and the return of Coach Mangini. It's the bud list with Coach Mangini alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, are you excited for, what are you more excited for, the bud list? Oh, I couldn't, I'm most excited for Coach Mangini. It's been far too long and it means it's football season when he's back. Yeah. I'm also excited for my addition to the Bud List. You've been talking about your addition to he likes Brew, giddy. Wow, you're so so it, you're allowed to, to ask me about no, because, the Bud List. Bro, no. when we do it, just all give you me say a little warning. You'll, you'll find out. Give me a little prep time. Uh, you'll find out. Okay. Okay. I was doing week. it every week. <laughs> your prep time is All right, now week. I know. <laughs> we start with, I'll be you want to do it now? I'll be ready next week. No, I'll be ready next week. We start with Roger's pay cut. Aaron has restructured his deal, so his guaranteed money Moves from 110 million to 75, a 35 million dollar pay cut. His 2023 cap hit is now just nine million dollars for the Jets. You can put your calculators away for the rest of the show. Here's Rogers on his future. Definitely, some of it is uh, how much fun I'm, in, I'm having. It's all about the body, how the body feels. The team gave up uh, significant uh, pieces for it just to be a one-year deal. Um, I'm aware of that. I think there was uh, you know, an awareness of that. Uh, now, again, anything can happen with my body or with the success we have this year. But I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. Okay. Nick, are you surprised by not only the pay cut, but now he's going to stay there for longer than this year? Well, I'm not surprised that he's planning to be there for two years. I think that was probably his plan from the moment he was tr- they traded for him. But I'm shocked by the pay cut. And listen, I've been very critical of Rodgers over the last few years. I think for on-field and some of the off-field commentary and misleading and what I thought was reckless you know, kind of commentary, but he deserves credit for this. Because, as you guys know, I believe, the salary cap is real. And it, you, yes, you can move money around, but all that money eventually becomes due. And he just made it easier for the Jets to compete for a championship, which was his stated goal, while he's there. And he just, you know, despite yep. his own reservations about Big Pharma, gave Big Pharma $35 million back to Woody Johnson. All goes in the, the cap. I understand. Well, it was, that's his money. And so they can go spend it on somebody else that could maybe help him. There's no criticism of this. I, when this news brew first broke, Tom Pelissero broke it, I just kept waiting for the, oh, wait, this is the catch. Yes. And, there, and I, there doesn't appear to be a major catch. Like, there doesn't appear, I understand there's a little more guaranteed money now as far as injury guarantee became fully guaranteed. But he wasn't, the Jets were never going to cut him after this year anyway. So he gave up money to make the team better and to generate goodwill. And you deserve credit for that because I do think it helps the Jets. I don't think it helps them enough, but I think good for him. I have no – I mean, good for him. Well, look, the, uh, your questions, are you surprised? Of course. Yeah. Who wouldn't be surprised? Like, this is the biggest – I won't even say pay cut because it's not a pay cut, but this is a guy giving away yeah. $35 million. Giving away it, – it's probably the biggest Voluntary situation like this where a yes. guy gave away $35 million in the history of American sports. Yeah. So you have to be surprised. I'm Look, I, I like it for this reason. If I'm a Jets fan, and I know you're not going to like this, Wilds, <laughs> he's all in. He is all in. Yeah. All of that, I looked at the trophy from 1969, and it looks lonely. That's all all of that, I'm so excited to be a Jet. All of that, I'm pinching myself. I don't know if he said those exact words, mm-hmm. but that's what he's giving off. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Like, it wasn't just BS. It wasn't just, oh, let me woo the fans of New York. For whatever reason, he is like all in. And when a guy that just two years ago was the MVP is all in like this, 
If I'm a Jets fan, I am hyped. Now, I don't I don't agree with you, Nick, on I get obviously that it can theoretically help them get more players. They're not about to give Dalvin Cook thirty million. No, but for next year. It okay. helps them a ton for next year. But they could have he could have pushed it down because he stretched some of it out for five years. Mm. He could have done more of that. Like I I think in theory that's fine. But I'm looking like, okay, where's the guy? Like, they have enough talent. And I know you can always add more. But I, I don't – I just think the only thing that makes sense to me, I don't think – that doesn't make sense to me. None of this makes sense to me except what I heard from Mike Florio. I'm going to give him credit. Okay. He said that he heard, and he heard about the deal happening before it did. He heard that Rodgers wanted an equity stake in the team as part of the negotiation. Yes. NFL, of course, nicks that. Yeah. So he thinks that Rodgers is doing a, uh, you know, oh, making some goodwill yeah. with Woody Johnson so that five, six, seven years down the line, oh. he will get an ownership stake okay, after well, he retires and make the $33 million. But – if, it if, could happen. Okay, back. if that happens, Brady's about to get some it, what got ownership sake with the Raiders. Yes, with sure. But if that happens, that is a circumvention of the salary cap. It is against the rules, and I take back everything I said. Like, <laughs> no, no, but people won't getting, know. But, I, I oh, get what it is. Know. No, people you you won't Florio be able to prove it. Florio's throwing the, it out okay. as a conspiracy theory. Uh, it, that's the only thing okay. that makes no, sense. No, no, no. But that's why else, Nick? Thirty-five million dollars you're giving away. The other reason would be exactly what I said. Why? So next 35. year they can get more players. So next year they have they got a top five defense. Players. They got great Bro. receivers. They got okay. great running back. They, and, they may right, add Dalvin. Okay. Cook. And when like, they win eight games this year, you know what we're going to say? They need to add more good players. And so I the so it makes the, no again if if this is just the you know window dressing to some wink wink deal the the, the same way of like paying guys via Bitcoin like oh no one will know then I then I take <laughs> back all the compliments that I gave. But I don't think that's what it is. I also, I do think that Rodgers is trying really to engender goodwill with the Jets fans, the yeah. Jets media, the everything. But does he need to? He's Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are doing, they're rolling out the red okay. carpet, Nick. The fans love him. Okay. Well, Already before uh, oh, that. All I know is he gave up the money. And the, 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 it seems like the only pl- there's two plausible explanations. He did it to help the team, or he did it because he and Woody Johnson are a half decade away from being embroiled in one of the biggest scandals in league history. I'm going to go ahead and go. If with, they were it, in the DeAndre Hopkins it, business, or and 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 Alvin Cook, like if, the, who are the guys they're no, adding but this it's year for next year, bro? The, the, it's for ne- but can I say one other thing yeah, real go. quick before we move on? Man, I wish I could have been around the Packers this morning when they got this news. Because they got to be livid. Twofold. One is they would have gotten even better draft return if this was the contract the Jets were trading for. One of the reasons the Jets didn't have to give up two first-round picks like the Packers initially wanted was like, oh, you're paying this much money. Well, now you're not paying this much money. And seeing Rodgers be this all-in and this team-oriented when 18 months ago he held the Packers' feet to the fire for this contract, I'm sure the folks, Mark Murphy and such in Green Bay, don't, didn't love this news. He also called Jordan Love the other day. No, I think that's nice. He's, I got, actually, he's doing a lot of good I stuff. I don't think he's a bad guy. No. I think he's call it eccentric, and I think he has some maybe dangerous ideas about things, but I don't think he's a bad teammate or a bad guy. I don't think that. Dalvin Cook, also headed to New York, just on a visit, though. First reported by Craig Carton. Don't forget to watch the Carton Show, 9.30 here on FS1. Here's Dalvin's numbers from last year. Fourth straight season with uh, 1,100 rushing yards. He had eight touchdowns. He had almost 300 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns, and the Vikings say, uh, thanks for that, but we're going to release you. Yeah. So, and the whole league has, is, we're almost August, and he's unsigned. Well, he's coming to the, yeah. I'm not even playing with the Patriots part of it. He might come to the Patriots. I mean, I know, listen, we Y'all put on the screen use. that Craig uh, reported this. I understand some of you might be like that. Oh, a lot of people reported this. Craig had this first before yesterday. anybody yep. yesterday tweeted it, and then some of the other NFL insiders have reported it on their own. So shout out to Craig for getting this. He seems to have a lot of really good Jets information uh, right now. The Listen, he's a really good player who's been available offseason for a reason, and I'm going to give you the same stat I gave you yesterday in relation to Nick Chubb, who also has had four straight 1,000-yard seasons. 
We have not had a running back have five straight 1,000-yard seasons since Chris Johnson did it in 2013. So it has been a decade since anyone at this position had five straight seasons of that level. Mm-hmm. I don't the re, I don't think that I think he would make them better. I do not think the Jets are close enough to being a true contender to where Dalvin Cook puts them over the top. I think that they were a 5 and 12 team last year that ended up 7 and 10 and I think adding Aaron Rodgers and a natural bit of defensive regression, turnover luck goes the other way makes them an 8 or a 9 win team this year. That's with or without Dalvin Cook. Look, I I I still haven't figured out which two teams from this division I'm picking to make You're the allowed to pick 3. Technically yeah, but you it, can pick just 4. Too, it, it, I know, but it's just you know what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, with the AFC West and not in AFC North. I mean, yeah, I can no, try to make a three-team argument your beloved for all of Browns, them. That's Broncos, right. Deshaun Jets. Watson I mean, is back, great, baby. These great teams. But the question is, are they? Does this make them Super Bowl contenders? And like Greg Jennings was saying the other day, if you get in the tournament, no. That's You're a contender. I know Jacksonville wasn't last year, but for the most Jackson- part, okay. when you get, were they a contender? Stop. Just were they a con- no, they were not a contender. Neither were the Chargers. They were Super Bowl contender. Okay. Yes. That's, that's, but this but team, with this, they won a playoff game. With this quarterback, if they get into the tournament, they're a contender. And Dalvin because Cook, he's such a good playoff they don't, quarterback. They like don't know because he he stumbles in the in, a, in the championship game. So I I don't think I, if they get to the championship game, uh, I won't be picking them probably. Okay. Probably. Okay. All right. But my point is this: I don't need Dalvin Cook. If I'm the Jets, I don't need him to get a thousand. I'm not saying he couldn't if he was just going to be the one guy, but they got Brees Hall. But with Brees Hall coming off the knee injury, That's why I do this like is it. great is you for could, them. You could, Absolutely. You could, at the beginning of the year, yep. have you know a 90-10 Dalvin to Brees split, and then it slowly go. You know what I mean? To where by the end of the year, it's 70-30. I don't think it would be 90-10. No, I'm saying, I'm saying if, if Brees is not fully ready oh, at the right, beginning of the year. Right. You know what I mean? That you could slowly That's a great – assuming Brees is close to what he was before the injury, that's a great tandem. That's what, right? It's about as good as a tandem well, in the league. I am, uh, I am a little confused by Dalvin Cook's availability. It's I know he's position. had off field. Well, no, no, no. The position is why guys aren't making <clears throat> a lot of money. It wouldn't explain why he's just unsigned. Other running backs got signed. Yeah, but I think the, teams are offering him lesser money than he thinks. I mean, I get maybe. I mean, Zeke and, and still doesn't have a job out. either. And I understand Dalvin has some legitimate off the field concerns that maybe scared some teams away. Uh, but I just, I think right now he's probably a bigger name. Than he is the impact guy, but if you, I think I we think actually agree, which is he would make them a little bit better mm-hmm. than we thought they were going to be. The difference is you thought or think I they think are going to right. be g- good, and I think they are going to be average. Okay, just last year, before and after Brees Hall's knee injury, we we're talking about how they need a little depth running. Before he got hurt, they were five and two. Afterwards, they went two and eight. Um, Nick Everything. left that out of his analysis okay. earlier. Well, in the what are you talking I, about? I mean, I the Brees Hall—they didn't beat anybody. They, did. they well, they did. They did. I mean, they, they did. were rolling. When they uh, had so a you run, think that, that's what it was? Hold on. No, I think it was it, part of it. Didn't prove. I think it was part of it. Hold on a second. I, a stop down. I demand Brew <laughs> give an actual Jets take. Oh, no, we have wait weeks. a second. We have and weeks I didn't say predictions. I said an actual Jets take. I like Here's it. the question I'm asking. If you think they were rolling before Brees got hurt, he's back. You think their biggest problem was quarterback. They have Aaron Rodgers. They were 5-2. and two. You're not even willing right now to say they're in the playoffs. Well, because the Buffalo Bills, what? who go 13-3, and three, what, two out of the last three years, uh-huh. and the Miami Dolphins. Like, they can't be better than the that, Dolphins. I, they can't. I, no, they might be. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting. I'm doing my research. I'm digging. Yeah, I know. Dusty and I are staying here. Yeah. Like, you guys run home. No, after. Exactly. <laughs> Dusty yeah. and I stay here for hours and late into the yeah, night. I'm digging into the film before I make my predictions, but the Jets, man, I'm just, I'm a bit upset (laughs) that the AFC is going great. We're researching it. AFC dies. (laughs) Jets finished 7-10 last year, last in the AFC East, but don't forget, 18 of the last 20 seasons, some team has gone from worst to first. I'll tell you what, this is going to be the rare season that the worst team it predicted actually goes first. (laughs) Uh, Any chance it's the Jets? You're still grinding tapes. 
Oh, you yes. Said, oh, I didn't know you were ready. There's a. Ch- I'm not predicting it, but okay. there is a chance. There's a chance. On okay. paper. On paper, I'm sorry. They talent-wise, they look as good as Buffalo. Talent-wise, if Aaron Rodgers is close to the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Now, if he's the guy last year, yeah. okay. But the the only reason on paper not to like the Jets is that you think Aaron Rodgers is Brew washed. really for, for that's your, it Brew, for the teams Brew wants to believe in. He needs last year to have not happened. Yeah. He needs the Russ year not to have happened. No, you, to look, Sean's year not to have happened. Aaron's well, we'll year not to, to have happened. To Russ, the, but, we, we, you need but it I'm all just not saying, to have happened. But it did happen. If Aaron Rodgers is in between last year and the previous year when he games. was MVP, yeah, really? Games. Yeah, really. Yes, with a you don't seem to think the, much of Garrett Wilson. What? Or much of Brees Hall? Or I, much of Quinn Williams? Okay. Or Sauce Hold, Gardner? Like, wait, wait a second. Hold on a second. I uh, Brees Hall. I am. I have healthy skepticism about a running back coming off a blown ACL. I liked him his first half dozen games of his career, which mm-hmm. is all we have seen. And then he got hurt. And I liked the young man, and he w- did look awesome. But that is a total unknown. Garrett Wilson had an awesome rookie year at the, at the healthiest time in NFL history play. for receivers. He could duplicate that rookie year and not be one of the ten best receivers in football. Like he we've had gone, Zach Wilson I, I, and I Mike I do, I, do, I do like him. But that division and that schedule give you that. and the fact the that last year they beat two starting quarterbacks – Josh Allen, and now their starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, everyone else they beat was a backup or a third stringer, gives me pause for them. So my but they answer, had joke quarterbacks playing. I, I, no you know, offense to no, those no, guys. No, no, I, I, no. That, that wasn't offensive yeah, was, to them. That was a, mean not joke quarterbacks. Yes, but they, they had the equivalent about. of second-string yes. second quarterbacks yes. themselves. I get that. My answer is this. They are more likely to finish worst again than they are to finish first. Correct. I'm not saying they will finish worst. They are more likely to finish worst than they are to finish first. And – the of one course. thing we have to acknowledge is the 40-year-old quarterback thing, if you remove Tom Brady. Has never happened? The, well, no. Favre had two seasons at 40-plus, one good, Lord one no awful. Strong. The, as far, right, but good seasons at 40-plus, one Favre year, and half of a breeze year. That's it. So we're asking Rodgers to buck that trend. It's a different day, though. You, you have to admit, guys are playing longer. Brady. And I hear you. No, I yeah. agree. No, but in general, in all the sports, Remember guys we told them this. It has been fast. 22 games Sorry, since I he lied to you, threw for 300 yards, but maybe you're right. Sean Payton rips everyone next on FS1, your the Fox Sports Channel. Bias. That's just it's facts, bro. He hasn't it's thrown just... for 300 yards okay. in basically a year and a half. Okay. Okay. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup as we are that's right australia and new zealand look out state of the union is coming and we'll be going above and beyond down under we'll have new podcast episodes every single match day so follow alexi lawless's state of the union on the fox app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts sean payton meanwhile sat down with usa today's jared bell and went full scorched earth Everybody got some. First up, last year's team. It doesn't happen often when an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. Next up, last year's coaching staff. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Look at Matt Haggins. He's looking at the the quote panel, and there's more. But we'll end with this one. It's optimism about Russ. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit the wall. Shoot. They couldn't get a play in. So there you go. <laughs> coach Mangini making his season debut. Good to see you, Coach. <laughs> Are you surprised that Peyton blasted the previous regime? Well, first of all, it's good to be back. Good yeah, to see you. Right? And, and my surprise, well, here's what I think. I think that as you get older and you have a lot of money and a lot of success, you tend to be a little bit more honest, and awesome. this is how he this is this is how he honestly felt about it. Did I think it was it was extreme? Yeah, it felt a little extreme to me to say it was one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. And the team won five games last year. I know it was disappointing based off of expectations. They lost nine games by a score or less. Four of those were in overtime, and there's what multiple teams have gone. Under, like right. winless, winless. Yeah. Right. there's another like 11 teams that have gone one and 15. 
So a little harsh saying this is the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. Maybe top five. But I do, <laughs> I do, I do appreciate the fact that Sean's at a point in his life where he's going to talk. He, he's going to say what he thinks, say what he feels. Now that that comes <laughs> with. That comes with some responsibilities because... Because the other thing that he said in there that we didn't include was he started, or the interview started with him saying how angry he's going to be if they don't make the playoffs. It wasn't a playoff guarantee, but it was right. him yeah. planting his flag that we have to be a playoff yeah, team. And, and, and when you're saying all of those things, and, and then you're also framing Russ the way he's framing him as he hasn't lost it, well, great. Now you've got to go and prove that that's not the case. You're, you're setting expectations with a team that has no expectations, and I, I don't, I don't love that approach, but I love, I love the honesty. Ready to explode? <laughs> no, I look. I'm gonna take what Coach said. I agree with him a step further. Bravo, Sean Payton. Bravo, preach, preach, because Sean Payton. I sat on this set uh-huh. all last year, yeah. Coach, and I had to hear Russ is washed. Yeah. Russ is corny. Yeah. Well, Russ doesn't true. have it anymore. That was accurate. I, I had to hear all. Yeah. Let's ride. Yeah, I was and, mocked and you by that. Gave up yeah. at the All right. You well, gave it, up. it just became pointless at the end. I yeah. said, you know what? I can't win this. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Lo and behold, Sean Payton was watching the games and thinking the same thing I was saying. It ain't Russ. It's Nat Hackett. It's the injuries. It's whatever else it may. And because th- I'm zeroing in on what he said about Russ. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that. Told you guys this, you laughed at me, you didn't believe me, yeah. and then you came around. What? He made Jameis Winston no. a dark horse no, MVP candidate. They were five and two. Are you they saying were that rolling. Russell Wilson is your MVP candidate this no, year? No, no, I'm not, I'm not that going early there. Season, yeah. Brew has said he's yeah, the MVP yeah, yeah. candidate. No, I'm just saying Last that he, he just like he did yeah. with Drew Brees, just like he did with Jameis oh, yeah. Winston, who, who however brief, however yeah. brief. He is going to okay. be the best thing this is for so Russell sad, Wilson. Man. Wait, well, just this like he did with Drew, Drew Brees is a pretty good player. Yes, like, he was. Yeah. But, but, but what? we got to admit, people thought he was washed. They no, went, they, he was washed. They sent him away. Yes, yes but because of the he, injury, okay, hold, they thought he was done. On. They wanted this Phillip is, Rivers instead of him. He in San Diego. He would have been a dolphin. This is what I love. I think Sean Payton helped Sean Payton can't help himself, and neither can Brew. And with all of the arrows, Sean Payton just slung at Nat Hackett. He is now, before the first game has been played, making the biggest mistake Nat Hackett made himself, which is denying the reality of the quarterback. Oh, come on. No. Okay, so here's what I know. He's 34. Just, okay, so That's, we have. Stop saying that. Hold on, That's wait. Can I? Hold on. Really? Wow, just it wait a second. Nowadays. Just, 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 wait, just wait a second here, guys. Because Brew famously is a facts guy. Mm-hmm. And what we just heard, there was a lot of feelings. Passion. That's true. Last year you have, good. you have I a court. No, no, no. It it's was, not just it last was year. Reasons. It's not just last year. Twenty-five no, touchdowns. Brew, just wait. Brew, Brew. That's horrible. Can I finish for a moment? Go ahead. Russ's first nine years of his career, zero losing seasons, zero games missed to injury, an average record of 11-6. and six. His last two years, one with Nat Hackett, one without, two losing seasons, missed games due to injury both years, and your Mr. Quarterback wins was 10-19. and 19. Our friend and colleague Warren Sharp had a very interesting tweet where he showed plays where the Broncos fans were counting down the play clock and show what a disaster it was for them pre-snap. The problem is, and courtesy Warren Sharp for bringing up these plays, we'll show them to you now, the post-snap wasn't so cherry either. So let's show it to you. Just for a moment, if we may. Here you can hear the Broncos fans counting down the play clock. That's mortifying. Like, how embarrassing. Let's see, since the ball got out, how Russ did on that play. That's horrible. <laughs> that missed us. That's a misplay <laughs> a, by a, five feet. Right, Coach? Coach, he blitzed out his face. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Okay, let's show the next one. That's a because, little. No, let's show the next one. Because Russell famously, when he was good, would take those three blitzers, make a move, make them miss. So now they're counting down the play clock. Once again, you're going to see someone in his face. Let's see how Russ deals with it. 
He runs okay. That's really, really, really bad. That's not on the coach. That's on the quarterback. And then there's a when third it's one. When bad pre-snap, okay. it's going to be bad. What about this one, Brew? Explain this I, one to me. Wait, I'm not just wait. The guy's got his hold leg. On. Hold on. Let me just explain. Right. He used to make people miss his leg. What about this one? Who has his leg there? Oh, the turf monster. Oh, the turf monster went and got him. And so show bro, that again. I just uh, run it again. Run it as many times as you Looked want. Like and then the show left me. tackle got walked back okay, into his right. watch it. Watch oh, thank it. you, coach. The left yeah. tackle walked back yes. into his head. I understand. And the who fir- chose these clips? The, no, that's <laughs> no, those, no, no, those are the clips that Warren Sharp put out when they were counting down the play clock. But I just want to show you one other thing. And Brew, I know you don't like blind reveals because they disallow you from using facts. You must only use feelings on them, and you just have no, you nothing to do. Show me. The blind reveal, if we could, please. Um, do you see a discernible difference between these two players? <clears throat> okay. Wait a second. Do you see a discernible difference between these two I players? I don't see two players. I see two list of Okay. Stats. Do you see That's a discernible all. difference between those two seasons? I see two stars. Do you? Not for the most part. Okay. Hey, bro. <clears throat> you riding with the baby goat this year? Because okay. you're riding with one of them. That's Mac last year. <clears throat> you have crushed all off season. And I know Russ players. was bad last year. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending what he did last Hello, year. I'm coaching. just saying he can bounce back. It's an example of bad coaching on both sides. Oh, okay. We really hadn't seen Russ in a new offensive system with a new offense coordinator in a new environment. Sometimes that takes time. Yes. There, there's a transition element to it. And there's going to be a transition element into Sean Payton's offense, which has shifting and motioning, multiple personnel groups. There's a lot of things that go into making that offense successful. Hey, do, did you think Russ looked anything like the player he was in Seattle? Or is he a guy who won't run anymore, lost his escapability, and lost his confidence? I thought when they made the trade, it was a great trade for the Broncos. I was shocked that Seattle was willing to move on the way they did, especially with the options that they had in-house. And, yeah, I was as surprised as anybody that it looked as bad as it did because you would think at least with a veteran quarterback, with the time management things, mm-hmm. the pre-snap issues, that usually veterans can get those things taken care of even in spite of the coaching or in spite of what other problems are coming off the offensive side. Right, i got to get to my favorite part of this okay, article. Great. Peyton talked about how last year's Broncos tried to, quote, win the preseason. And he sees a current parallel to the New York Jets and the hype machine of the Jets and also an old Washington team he compared to Dan Snyder's team. The Jets did that this year. You watch Hard Knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. Don't watch all of Hard Knocks. He's saying you can see all the hype machine. Robert Sala, meanwhile, was asked about this take today. And here was his response. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's uh, obviously we're doing something right if you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. And I'm good with it. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. It's a whole other analogy I'll get into later. Oh. <laughs> what? The, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't but get that last either. Hold on, but for point of order, <laughs> I don't know if we have the board ready, but Robert Sala, week four, you actually play the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and the fact that you don't have that emblazoned oh. on your memory oh. already, that might, that's board adjacent. Don't, <laughs> that's that that we don't ever, that, I, gotta, I gotta talk to the board committee to find out. He meant week five, but here's what I find interesting, coach. They, Sean Payton, I don't know if he meant to do it this way, but who does Nat Hackett work for now? Well, The Jets, okay. right? Yeah, so he is twice taking shots at the Jets that Sala's already responding to. Well, he, I wish we'd showed the whole quote because he, he talks about how the Jets are trying to win the offseason. Look, I agree with that. You shouldn't try to win the offseason. And he talks about the, the commanders, the Washington team, who brought in all these big names, but they were just names at that point. They couldn't play. And so my takeaway was, wait a second, so is he saying that Aaron Rodgers can't play? If he's saying the Jets are doing the same thing, so he's saying the Jets are just bringing in a big name that can't play. And so you may not want to piss off hack it you may you may not care obviously he doesn't care but I don't think you really want to piss off Aaron Rodgers mm. if you can avoid it and to say that they're doing the same thing as that Washington team did that year is is a pretty big knock on Aaron Rodgers no that's interesting and I think look I think a lot of this table is knocking Aaron Rodgers that way because the, the to me the one reason to think the Jets won't be good is if you think Aaron Rodgers is washed and he might be because he didn't look good last year but we'll see. But I look, the hard knocks is not the Jets' fault. 
I think that's unfair to say that because they didn't mm-hmm. even want to be on hard knocks. They understand the history of hard knocks and what it does to teams. But and they are acting a tad bit like, you know, they don't know how to handle the superstar, right? They're the nerd that all of a sudden the best looking girl oh, in school wants to date. That's true. Right? That's no, right. but it's true. That's but true. here's the difference. Here's the difference. The nerdy guy that the best looking girl in the school mm-hmm. wants to what date, now he doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know what yeah. to say. Here's the difference though. The best, the, the the cheerleader or whatever she is, she really likes the nerd. Oh, she loves the nerd. She's gonna teach him how to dance. Yeah. she's gonna teach him how to dress. She's gonna teach him how to be cool. The Jets are the nerd. They take off the glasses. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you're beautiful. The Jets are the nerd. Aaron Rodgers is the pretty girl, okay. and he's gonna teach Got him it. how to dance. Got so, it. There it is. That what? was. You way better that? than the last one. Thank you. Well, the last one I last was, one you, was you really got, good. It, it was over went. your head. But. Well, not really. We're talking about cousins <laughs> and other things. It was pretty good. All right, coming up next, we are talking about uh, all the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Wilds, whenever it's going to be weird and wonderful, that's all he can see. Well, <laughs> he never knows. <laughs> what we're Wait, we don't teach. Eight <laughs> great. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. While several <laughs> members of the Eagles continue to blame the grass for their Super Bowl loss. Yeah, and J.J. Jay- Brown today blamed the refs. Oh, I didn't know it was Yeah, blamed the refs today. Oh. Good job, A.J. Jalen Hurts is taking everything in stride, currently second-best odds to win the Super Bowl this year, and here's his take on last year. You understand that things have to happen for you to move forward, you know, and if you fail, you want to fail for it, and um, you know we know what we know where our goals are. Um, but it's a day by day process in that, and that's why um, times like this, this time of the year, is, is very important for found, for the foundation of what the team will be. So we just want to continue to go out there and compete. Um, I'm excited to you know compete with them every day, compete together every day to make each other better. This dude's, I mean, I'll the be, guy's nails. I, sometimes we listen to music before the show to get locked in. Yeah. I'm just going to listen to Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's so good. Um, Nick, we'll start with you. Expect the Eagles to take a step forward or backwards. Well, for, step forward would mean win the Super Bowl. Step backwards would mean don't make the Super Bowl. I'll go backwards. And I, listen, Jalen Hurts has improved every year and just is coming off the single best game of his career. I think the Super Bowl was the best game he's ever played. I know he lost. I don't care. Uh, Am I a hundred? Do I hundred percent believe he's one of the three best quarterbacks, four best quarterbacks in football? Not yet, but he's certainly trending towards that. The rest of it worries me. You lose both coordinators. You have the natural, the typical Super Bowl. We were this close, didn't get there. Backup, and then the question is, what was the story with the Eagles all year defensively? Um, they're the eighty-five Bears, sacks-wise, mm-hmm. right? Are they going to duplicate that? Probably not. Are they going to have record-setting sacks again? Probably not. And so with the Cowboys, I think, not going to miss their quarterback for a month and a half this year with uh, the natural maybe step back and a tougher schedule, I think, you know, 11-6 and six and a playoff berth is far more likely than 14-3 and three and winning the Super Bowl, which would be a step forward. Yeah, look, I, I love what Jalen Hurts has, has become. I love the way he talks. The perspective that he has, those things are so encouraging. And when you have that from leadership, you think, okay, they've got a chance every year based off of, of how he's developed and matured. That's fantastic. He gets the big contract. Now, the struggle with the big contact, contract is guys try to justify the money and be something that they're not. And that, that's a lesson that, that players have to learn. You, you don't need to go do things spectacularly. You were paid for all the good things you did, but there's a learning curve there. The loss of the two coordinators is significant because even if you stay the same from a scheme perspective, it's a different human being calling those plays. There's different shared experiences. There's, there's going to be a transition. And then there's a the hangover, and, and the, the team that loses traditionally struggles. And the hangover wouldn't be that big of an issue if it, everybody was Jalen Hurts and talking about moving forward. But when so many people are looking back, and it's, it's the talk about – yeah, I, I had a problem with the talk about the turf, the talk about the ref. 
all those things, that's looking back. That's not taking accountability. The turf was slippery for everybody. Right. The Preach. turf was a, the, 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 those problems were those problems, and the game was played out, and you didn't perform very well. But that's got to go in the past if you've got a chance to move forward. Mm. And, and then the last thing is dealing with success is a skill just like dealing with adversity. And for young teams and for teams that are new to success, that's usually problematic as well. Yeah, look, it's hard to say step forward because, as Nick said, I mean, that's winning the Super Bowl. That's it. I mean, they didn't even get blown out in the Super Bowl. Like, they were close. And so, when I'll say step, I mean, I'm not ready to say they can't win the Super Bowl, but I think, I don't think they have a huge step back. Like, I don't think they suffer a terrible One Super Bowl hangover. Losing right, Super like Bowl they missed the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right, and I say that because of Jalen Hurts. Like, I think with that type of leadership, his work ethic, I think the, the vibe he'll get off despite getting all that money, I think will all be a positive. So I expect them – look, I think it's Dallas, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. I think that's the class of the NFC, and they'll be right there. And But step forward is hard to say at this moment. You don't moment. like the commanders? I don't want to, oh, not like you do. Okay. Sam Howell. You love them. Well, that's, that's your pick? I start to like Sam Howell a lot. Oh, okay. Look at this. He's laughing at me. Nope. Do you love the Giants or do you hate the Giants? <laughs> I like the Giants, but okay. you know, I like I like an underdog. Okay. Last Two days in a row, we got Sam Howell. Coming up in 11 minutes and 50 seconds, it's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. Spoiler alert. This one has boxing in it for the it first does. time ever. They're still going to tune in. They go. They know oh. now. <laughs> After the headline sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. <laughs> Stefan and Josh. We had a little drama a few weeks ago, fueled by Sean McDermott saying he was, quote, very concerned about Stefan. And then the very next day, he tried to downplay everything. Then Josh blamed it on the media. Okay. So Stefan was asked where we're at now, and here's what he said. Take a listen. I always wanted to have a conversation, and we have an open-door policy. Coach will tell you he has an open-door policy, and I've had those conversations. So I, tr- I try to keep a lot of things in-house. But, you know what I'm saying, it's regarding last year, obviously the way we lost was was just terrible in any regard. You know, in, you don't want to lose any game, but we've lost for a couple years at this point. And we've been trying to get over the hump, and obviously it calls for a lot of frustration. But uh, all in all, like, as far as with that, I was here. But we, he did have a conversation. Me and him did have a conversation. It's all water under the bridge now. But I could I attribute it to, like, I mean, family matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like dancing around things. I don't like I don't like those kind of questions. The black and white is everybody has family matters. We had a conversation. Everything is all as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> still mad about a few years ago. Yeah, well, listen, Wilds, you said something interesting. Maybe you're Always not the first do. person to say this, but you're the first person I heard say it, which <laughs> is in a marriage, like you get in a big argument about the dishes in the sink. It's not actually the dishes in the sink you're arguing about. It's a bigger issues at hand. We'll do that in private. The, no, I, no, I think it was on the air. Come on, uh, no, uh, I think the 13 seconds broke the team you do yeah I don't need they should have won they were going to win the Super Bowl they were going to win the Super Bowl they were the if the that team I believe was positioned it's the best Bills team we've ever seen they were having they 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 had gotten they had they were obsessed with beating Kansas City by their own admission they were they had Kansas City beat and then they didn't and then last year it all started great and then the moment they hit adversity they, and I'm not talking about the DeMar Hamlin University at all. I'm talking about, you know, once they start, first month of the season, they were playing great football. Then they stopped. And then all of a sudden the playoff game comes around and they, they look terrible against Miami and worse against Cincinnati. And so, yeah, I think, Coach, the ne- it's not going to be smooth sailing. And as soon as there's some adversity, I think it's going to be too hard for this team. I just do. I, I'm so, I, I know Bills fans don't like me saying that, and, I, and I'm sorry, but I really believe that's what's happened here. And – and I get the metaphor about family and family matters, and, and that's used a lot in sports, but you're going into the season, so this is like family during lockdown. Like, you're, you're going to be an <laughs> intense amount of time with all these people, and if there's an open-door policy, why wasn't the door crossed through in the five months between the end of the season and mandatory minicamp? Why, why did things fester for so long that you show up at minicamp, you, you have a, a, a blowout, and then he's got to leave, and then he comes back the next day, and then you, you have Josh talking about how the organization, there's some off-the-field things that need to be addressed, the communication's not great. The, the, 
those aren't new problems. Those things didn't just happen at the start of mandatory minicamp. They're, they've been happening for a long time. And as much as you'd love to, as a head coach, solve a problem with a conversation, and, and open communication is great, you're not solving those problems. And when they hit adversity, that fuse is going to be a lot shorter than it was leading up to the start of last year and the finish of last year. Yeah, I agree somewhat with you guys. Like, I, watching this whole, you know, I watched a lot more than just that clip. And he was a little choppy and I thought evasive in the clip a little bit. He didn't really shed any light on anything. But overall, I thought his body language I thought was good. He smiled, he laughed, he joked a lot. Like, he's, I really got the impression that he was past what the problem was. He even talked about everybody was throwing out that I want to say in the offense. I, I couldn't call a play to save my life. Like, I think he's past it, but he clearly, he talked about how frustrated he was with the losses and the way they've lost. And it's kept happening that I think when they do hit that inevitable adversity, he is going to show his emotions like he has in the past. And even if he doesn't mean it as, I'm blaming Josh. I'm blaming it's the gonna, coaching staff. I'm blaming the defense, whatever. It's going to look that way because he's going to be histrionic. He's going to have all his histrionics and all that stuff, and it's going to become a story. Yeah. And that's why I think it, I, I think he's really passed it for now. But during the season, I think it could become it, an issue. This is the happiest time of training camp. There's no pressure. There's, no, there's, there's games on the horizon, but everybody's back from summer vacation. This is as happy as you're going to be, and he didn't totally seem happy. There's still an element of, of, of uh, I don't know, frustration, angst. Yeah. angst. Yeah. Can I pitch you on an idea, Coach? Pitch me. Because um, Josh and I were grinding the All-22. That's good. Monday night, uh, it's going to be Bills-Jets. And although I want the Bills to win so we can sort of tamp down all this Jets hype, mm-hmm. I think Robert Sala should go to Sauce and be like, you see everything that's going on in Buffalo? Can you just lock up Stefan Diggs? Don't let him get anything. And then see if they combust a little bit. Do you like that idea? So do you think that it's like they're not going to think about locking down Stefan Diggs? No, no, he's but saying. Extra, he's whatever saying you need to do, like we'll throw extra bodies oh, at just, him. Just to like frustrate him. As let other exactly. people get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's saying like even if it leaves other things open because he thinks it can – so it light a fuse that, ma- that could hurt right. them throughout the course of the season. If you put sauce and a safety over the top on Diggs and be like, hey, Gabe Davis is going to be wide open. It's kind of what the Chiefs did actually in the 13-second game where Diggs only had two catches, I mm-hmm. think, and, and Gabe Davis had the best game right. of his life, the four touchdowns. Yeah, I would probably suggest put a different corner and safety over the top of Diggs or double him, put sauce on whoever oh, else sure. you want to take out. That Josh, but <laughs> – I don't know why that didn't come up in the all Now we know. We're no, still we're working with two other guys. <laughs> but our best that makes sense. I hadn't even crossed the But to the point, I think the – forget the actual schematics of which corner it is. If you know a team has a great but emotional player that expects to get the ball early, is part of your preparation sometimes going into the week, let's – let's, super focus on them early to see if they get frustrated, to see if they start causing problems on the sideline. I think that's yeah, what Yeah, you, you, there's definitely an element of that. If you have an emotional guy, if you can make him more emotional, knowing that he'll come out of his game and you can find a way to do that legally, you would. Otis Smith was great. With, with, we could go put him, lock him up on people, and double team with him, and he would just beat up receivers' the line of scrimmage to the point where they were just angry. And, and Otis had... No problem doing it play after play after play. And that, you know, that can Is that when the Colts went and cried and made you guys change the rules? Is I mean, that, that was one of one of the teams. teams. I did that to you. Remember I froze you out of a segment? That felt <laughs> Just froze him out. Like, Bro? And uh, just a follow-up. Coming up next, it's the Bud List, most motivating segment in all Ooh. sports. And it's boxing in it. <laughs> I wonder who. No one knows. Killing your surprise. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the most motivational segment in all sports. It's Thursday at 4 o'clock. It's also the time where we read some viewer mail. For the year 2023, we get a ton of viewer mail. I know you've been gone, Coach. I've the letters, that. sometimes letter singular, still been coming, but I can't. I mean, what am I? Okay, I was going to say, it's like, what am I doing there? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I was waiting myself. Usually I cut it. This time it's a. Just rip it. Just rip yeah. it. I can't It's wait. a long one. It's from a lawyer. It's on legal paper. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Dear Wilds, love the show. Writing with a correction. Uh-oh. 
You always say Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown for 300 yards in 22 weeks. But in a 13-10 playoff loss to the 49ers, he only threw for 225 yards and no touchdowns. So it's actually been 23 weeks. <laughs> oh, please correct moving forward. Sincerely, wow. the twins, Ryan and Brian. Well, I told you, we're always looking for corrections. Oh, wow. So from now on, I'll say it's been 23 weeks. I forgot about that playoff game. Okay. Hasn't thrown for 300 yards. Did you send them a little something for that correction? Oh, we've sent them a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, they, they've got everything. They've got the mud flaps. Oh, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> protein, the yeah, game, all of got it all. Yeah. That was nice. I'm trying yeah, to figure it wasn't, out what that has to do with the bug list. It was, it's just our time to read letters, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm waiting to give them a gift or something yeah, like that. That's it. Just a letter. All right. I get ran out of gifts. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's get to it. <laughs> At number three, speaking of gifts. Oh, here we go. Jalen Brown just received uh, the biggest one in the history of basketball. Five years, $304 million. We all know that. And I got to shout out Jalen Brown. He said what he wants to do with a lot of his money, is build a black Wall Street in Boston. I love this. I would suggest, Jalen, also, in all seriousness, talk to some other players about it, working together, and really using your guys' wealth and connections and pro platform to really uh, strengthen the broader black community economically. I think it's a great start and a great idea. But, of course, a lot of people are going to be watching what you do on the basketball court. And you're in Boston where they expect championships. You got to win one. Heck, Kendrick Perkins, who won a championship in Boston, said you one is not enough. I totally disagree. Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, they're living off that one championship pretty well. So I think you got to just get one. But you got to get one. And the last time we saw you against Miami in the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, not that great. 19 points a game down for you. 16% shooting from three down for you. So I do believe in you. And I believe you guys can win that championship. Maybe more. But you got to go get it done. All right. At number two, Justin Herbert. Just like Jalen Brown, you became the highest paid player in your sport. But unlike Jalen you have no postseason success to speak of, so you got to start winning some playoff games. And it's going to be tough. I, I like you a lot, but we know you're in the division with Kansas City. They're in, and Sean Payton is saying that Denver's going to be in. So it is going to be very tough for you to come out. You're coming off your worst season as a pro, so you got to bounce back from that, and there's really no excuse not to. Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator. He'll be there for you. You got great receivers. You got Austin Eckler. So you've got to get your team to the playoffs in a mammoth AFC. I've got some belief in you. I'll just leave it at that. All right, at number one, Wilds, you spoiled it. I'm boxing. I teased it. Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford in a welterweight Battle for all the marbles. I will be there in Las Vegas Saturday. Nick Wright will not be, and he's upset with me for that. That's why he's been will going you at be me here during with the us show. Tomorrow, I will be in Vegas tomorrow. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the fight. All right, but look, this brings to mind Thomas Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard in 1981. Pacquiao Mayweather was just five years too late. You guys, I credit both of you for fighting in your primes. Both of you undefeated. Somebody's going to lose at zero. Spence, you're stronger. You're, you're bigger. A Crawford, I think, is a better boxer. I'm going with Crawford oh. in either a unanimous decision or a late stoppage. Yes, oh. a late TKO. But uh, these are both great fighters. I believe in them both. I'm hoping it's just a clap. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Book. There you go, bro. Coach? I love the addition of some boxing. Thank you, Coach. List. Thank you. I know this is a motivational segment. I don't know how motivated Justin Herbert feels from, I have some belief. Yeah, that is true. It I was tough. I'm, I'm, really I'm, I'm, it, it's yeah. tough. It was, it was very tepid I I motivation <laughs> there. But I'm going I'm to add Robert solid list. And, and here, here's why. When... When he didn't get, or when they drafted Jordan Love, he was angry and they won the MVP. He won the MVP. When he didn't get a contract, he was angry and he won the MVP. When they made him happy, he wasn't angry, didn't play very well. <laughs> so now he goes to New York, he's back to being angry. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got Aaron Rodgers with a coach that he knows, a system that he knows, players that he knows, a full offseason. He's angry. He loves Broadway. He goes to the Met. It, it, you've got the fourth best defense. You've got two young running backs. 
look, the pressure's on you to make this all work. And you're, if you don't, you'll be like me with a house in New Jersey. <laughs> No, coach, look, and the I, house I like in the jersey it. looks great if anybody's By the way, yeah, it's still there. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Look, a lot of no, work. you're right. Because if it goes south, then somebody has to pay. It could be solid. There's no question no, about it. There's no could. There's no there could. It is. Yeah, so he, like they, they got to deliver. You might as well embrace the expectations, lean into them, because New York has a megaphone, and I promise you the owner wants and expects either you go to the Super Bowl or really deep in the playoffs with a compelling loss. Ooh, Otherwise, so I, think I think you also put Wilds and Nick on the well, well, no, they don't I'm believe. Not, luckily, they don't believe. Sala knows in, if without haters, he's not popping. So yeah, he's that's ready for it. Uh, Wilds, what oh, was my New Year's resolution? Oh, to be less humble. Be less humble. Brew, Unbelievable. The la- do you remember the last pod list we did? It oddly wasn't on a Thursday because it was another was it time you were just going to be missing that's work true. at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. um, and I put the Angels owner, Artie Moreno, on yes. the bud list because there was speculation they were going to trade Shohei Otani. And Wilds, what did I tell him to do? You're like, you know what? Why don't you be buyers, what? not sellers? Exactly right. And I wake up this morning, and they have Lucas Giolito. They are not trading Shohei Otani. So you're welcome, Angels fans. I did that for you. Artie Moreno, thank you for listening. That, however, is not my bud list edition. Oh. I just wanted to remind America <laughs> I got it right. Okay. My bud list edition instead... Is Kevin Wilds. Here is why. Once upon a time, America, Kevin Wilds refused to give predictions. That's true. Make picks. Do you remember, Brew? Back even before you were full-time with our show, I think, he had a little briefcase like Pulp Fiction. He was like, my picks are in here, and I won't open them. He was like, I'm not doing it. He mocked people who did. He was like, I'm sorry, I can't see the future. He thought the whole thing was was done. And then you – pardon me, sir. And then something happened, Brew. He, he like a hot craps player. He got a taste of the good life and thought it was never going to end. He got stood on the table and said, you know what? Mac Jones is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. And for a year, he looked smart. And then he was like, hey, guys, new segment just for me called Upset Alert. I'm going to give myself a fake name, Punk Johnny Phillip Football. And then, like so many craps players, the dice went cold, and we got the Chiefs will make the, miss the playoffs. No, we got on the board. We got we got a Raiders Cardinals Super Bowl. We Ouch. got a the Patriots Ouch. are in a gap year, and then it all culminated with I 100% guarantee DeAndre Hopkins is a future Patriot. And now, do you see what has happened since then, Brew? Wow, wait till he's now he's trying to become a Chiefs fan. He's yes, now trying to make a can't-lose bet. And, Wilds, I've talked to Chiefs fans. Yeah. They don't want you. No. You're not welcome. And <laughs> so you're going to have to find media. a new home <laughs> no. since the Patriots, evidently, you want to fire the coach. You don't love the quarterback anymore. The, the Chiefs don't want you. And Wilds is so shook, Brew, he seems to have attached his wagon to Sam Howell. I don't know how it happened, but that seems to be the direction he's going. So, Wilds, wow. I don't believe in you, and you are on the bud list. Okay. Well, first of all, it's not a very nice way to treat a fellow Chiefs fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am a Chiefs fan. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes was on the show. Mac Jones has never been on the show. Uh-huh. And as I've mentioned before, we were a big hit at the parade. We loved everybody there, the team, and the community, and the barbecue. Uh-huh. So You weren't as big of a hit. As you're making out to me. I was a big. They were polite. They were polite. You know what? They're like, where's Nick? Wilds. You know what these fans told me? (laughs) What? They said, we feel about Wilds the way the guy at the Belmont did. Just not interested. Just not interested. Uh, That was an inside joke for me and Wilds, but it was worth telling on the air. Go ahead. Anyways. Uh, I am putting on, I think I'm putting on Sam Darnold. I, I, I went from Sam Howell to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So here's why Sam Darnold's on the bud list. 49ers quarterbacks are kind of all over the place. They are. And I like that Kyle Shanahan's just like, I don't really care who the quarterback is. I'll have Jimmy G. He'll bring in Brock Purdy. Trey Lance doesn't seem to be the guy. But here's his latest quote on how good Sam Darnold could be. Steve Young took a while to get going, and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I don't like to compare anyone to Steve because of how good he is. But why can't (laughs) Sam Darnold be like that? Like, all right. (laughs) And then I got the numbers for well, six years. Kyle on the hot seat? Well, no, because Kyle's like, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> Steve Young was 31 
before he went 14-2 and, and led the league in touchdowns, wins MVP. When he was 29, he'd been in the year for excuse me, been in the league for six years. He was 10 and 19. Sam Darnold's only 26. So although they're willing to give up on Trey Lance, it seems like Sam Darnold's got another life. So shout out to Sam Darnold. You should be pretty good, or you got to be at least as good as Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, did you like that quote? Give us a little. That's put a capper on it. I, look, I, I think it's fantastic, I, and I do think they care who the quarterback is. They did give up three first round draft picks for the guy that's, that's such an that now seems to be Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, right. and, I mean that's amazing to me, and I'm hoping that he gets some play time. Meets Trey Lance. Yes. Yes. I, I think, I think they've got to report he looked talk- good. They're saying he looked well, good. They're talking about okay. keeping you know four That's quarterbacks. The, they got to let Trey Lance play. Buy for Trey Lance. Like, you got to let him play. See what he can do. Well, and, and, and you forgot to mention, beyond the quote that you're going to be Steve Young, they're following in the footsteps of one of the winningest okay. quarterbacks. All right. Well, that's a great point. Dusty is true. We don't have it right. It's true. We don't have it right. Dusty should it have printed out. seems like I haven't missed any time at yeah, all. I know. Coach, next, it is true. When it's not true, I'll stop saying it. That's fair. Maybe it'll be in a few weeks. <laughs> uh. Welcome back to an electric show. Rogers. Took a $35 million pay cut. He restructured his deal, so his guaranteed money went from 110 to 75. His 2023 cap hit is now just $9 million for the Jets. Here's Rodgers yesterday. Take a listen. Definitely some of it is uh, how much fun I'm, in, I'm having. It's all about the body, how the body feels. The team gave up uh, significant uh, pieces for it just to be a one-year deal. Um, I'm aware of that. I think there was... Uh, you know, an awareness of that. Uh, now, again, anything can happen with my body or with the success we have this year. But I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. He loves it there. He really does. He's surprised by this. I'm shocked. I mean, I, listen, I've been very critical of Rodgers over the last couple of years. I think fairly. Uh, I think that his play in the biggest spots of his season, and I think some very reckless and misleading uh, commentary has been warranted. Criticism has been very warranted. But this is objectively putting his money where his mouth is, which is all I care about is trying to win a Super Bowl. And he, this was this is unique in that it's not taking an under market value deal, which we saw Brady do. Some would argue Mahomes did. It is. This deal was done and signed. He had this money guaranteed. He reworked it and gave $35 million back, which will help the Jets next season more so than this season in acquiring players. There's no other reason to do it that I can see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not because Woody Johnson needs the money. Uh, as Aaron will tell you, Big Pharma, very lucrative business. And so I just don't I, – I give him credit. I mean, he's – I think he's trying to ingratiate himself with the fans and the media, but also put the best team around him. And it's very unique to see someone do this. So I give him credit. I don't think it's going to – I don't think the Jets are good enough. So I don't know how much it's really going to matter, but – Good for Aaron. I, I'm shocked by it. I'm shocked by it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's not consistent with anything he's really done during the course of his career. And I want to see the whole contract. There's, there's, there's got to be something more to this. I know there's a no-trade clause and there's a no-franchise clause, but I don't know if you'd give up $35 million to, to do that. And, and there's been opportunities in Green Bay where he could have taken less to keep good play. You keep Devontae. If you if you take less money, is it is the more to it maybe that this does kind of stick it to the Packers? Because yeah, I bet the Packers are angry. And at and, this and I I get I get that to some degree, but you're sticking it to the Packers who were willing to give you a hundred million dollars to 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 be their quarterback of the future, who are willing to commit to you long term. Are you that angry? Are you that angry that you're going to sacrifice? You give up thirty-five million dollars. Well, I'm just saying, like now you're going to be benevolent. Now you're going to help your new team acquire supporting players for you. Where all those years in Green Bay and the and the fans who 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 loved you and 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 lived and died by the performance that you put in every single week and you go to this new place and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's okay. Let's get that some That is players. how people work sometimes. Like, again, we've done it like three times in the show. I'll do it again. A lot of people that 
start working out when they, you know what I mean, get in a new relationship and they're like the person they were with for 10 years, like you never did that for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people that when they change environments, try to turn over a new leaf. Like that, listen, I have been brew. I've been very critical you of You can Aaron. get a lot of workouts I, in for $35 million. No, I understand that. Unless there is like another layer to this that has not been reported, I just got to take it at face value. This is a pretty – this is him putting winning ahead of money, which I, is – if you're a Jets fan, it's great news. I mean, it, it doesn't make – like, Coach, it makes no sense at all. I, I think they can – if he's – if Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, certainly of a couple years ago, but mm-hmm. if he's even 90% of that guy from two years ago, they got enough. They, they got enough already. Now, they can add other players, of course. But did he have to give up $35 million? And I, I don't think, Nick, he had to ingratiate himself to the fans at all. He's done it. I mean, he didn't even have to do anything. Look, the they fans, love him. He's the best quarterback in franchise history already. And the fans aren't going to care about you giving up $35 million if you don't play right. well. And the best way to ingratiate be your fans That's is by winning. Right. That's what they care about is by you winning – it's a, this, this. So why do you I just think it's he, so inconsistent the, with, with what I said happened. it earlier? The only thing that makes sense to me, and I'm not saying Mike Florio had a conspiracy theory that Rodgers wanted some equity and ownership when he was negotiating. Obviously, you can't do that with the NFL, but down the line, five, six, seven years from now, when he's retired. Maybe he becomes somewhat of an owner with the Jets, and he just, you know, he's doing a solid to Woody Johnson. Yeah, you know, That's the you only know, thing you know that makes sense to me. how valuable those deals are that aren't written on paper that are legally binding? Not valuable But at all. you don't think if – that's the only thing, Coach, that makes any sense to me. Well, I can't think of anything else. It's a charitable gesture. Why you – right, it's, it's like a, a charitable gesture. No. If he wins, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, if they become hold a deep a playoff I, team, I, I you don't think Woody Johnson wait, would look favorably no, at that? I am not going to accuse Rodgers as an I'm not going to accuse Woody Johnson, Aaron, uh, Woody Johnson, Aaron Rodgers of concocting what would be a massive scandal. That is, that is salary cap circumvention no, well, at the highest level. But it level. doesn't have that, to be that. It's just Rodgers doing him a favor. That, okay. Well, you, and, can't yeah. do, you can't but do that. You can't do that. So I'm not saying anything's on paper. I can't believe I'm about to say say what I'm about to say. Brew, I understand that you're saying they would have deniability. It's the only the thing that makes sense. No, Nothing else makes sense. Here's the Okay, just real quick. And God, I can't believe I'm saying this. If the news, if this news came down and it was Mahomes and it was after all these quarterback deals came out, I was like, Mahomes restructured his deal. He actually is now making $35 million a year instead of $45 million a year. Would we all take at face value? Holy crap. He really wants to win. He wants them to get Chris Jones done, Mahomes and that's why he's already doing it. taking an undervalued right. deal. Right. right. No, I understand. A, he already lives in that world. I get it. But what I'm saying is, gosh, and it's weird that I'm the one making this argument. I'm just trying. Maybe I'm naive. Is that maybe I don't know? Maybe the darkness retreat worked, guys. Maybe the ayahuasca did. This isn't maybe working to me. No, but it's it, it is it is doing something. It selfless. It is opening up money for the rest of the team in a capped sport. That's what it is, bro. You think there's more if reporting they, to come? Not necessarily. No, I'm just your, saying I, I don't understand why. I get what you're saying, uh-huh. but I think they they have enough players. You, you didn't have to give more. up $35 million. You could have kicked that stuff down the road even further. Because okay. he did stretch a lot of it out over, what, five years? Uh, this, yeah, uh, stretch out $100 million. Million over five years. The last three, few are dummy years, so yeah, they right. don't count, but from, from an accounting standpoint, they do. And I agree. Like that's why I want to see the whole contract to see whether or not there's some incentives or no, whether so it is not, just so your face value. Albert Breer, thirty-five million dollar cut. Albert Breer says he has seen the full contract and that the only thing Rogers got, other than the no tag and no trade, was the forty-nine million or whatever it was that was guaranteed next year was guaranteed for injury only. And now he has $15 million guaranteed next year, fully guaranteed. So it went from 49 to 15. That's where you get the $35 million, $34 million. But it went from injury guaranteed to fully guaranteed. But again, that's not enough of a give back unless he was just, you know, I'm I mean, going to believe it. What it does show, Nick, is he's all in with the He's Jets. all in with the and Jets. That's, if you're a Jets fan, you, you love that. Chiefs bulletin board next. First things first. Tyreek Hill. In Kansas City, at six years, 91 games, 56 touchdowns, 6,600 yards, seven Pro Bowls, but he wants to go into the Hall of Fame as a Dolphin. 
Take a listen. I got a lot of history down in Kansas City, man. Um, shout out to those guys down there. You know, Andy, um, Brett Veach, John Dorsey, um, Mr. Clark, um, those guys that brought me in and gave me the chance. You know, young kid from South Georgia who they believed in, but um, I feel like here is, is, is much more special. Okay. What, what's up, Wilds? Do you I don't know. It feels like you have something for us. Well, I think people are asking, is that bulletin board material, which, of course, then demands the bulletin board. But here's the thing, Brew. That's not. Tyreek Hill won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He's just wishing the best for his future career. I, I don't blame him for that. But we do have the bulletin board here, and we did get some bulletin board material, courtesy of the New Heights podcast, of which I'm waiting my invite, from Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Can we play it, please? If you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets, and I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Ooh, yeah. your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. Um, <laughs> so she, did, she doesn't meet anybody, and she doesn't, or at least she didn't want to meet me. So I, um, I took a personal. Oh, so we have a new addition to the board for snubbing Travis Kelsey Wilds. I don't agree with Taylor this. Swift at all. is on the board. I don't agree with this at all. What do you not agree with? I don't. First of all, I don't agree with upsetting Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift. <laughs> or her fan base. No, I'm, nothing against her fans, but Taylor Swift, you're what? on the board. Taylor Swift on the board. wouldn't receive Travis Kelsey's friendship. Oh, I'm sorry. Travis Kelsey hosts SNL. Greatest he didn't say history, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Television she didn't show. say that. Uh, you know what? She's on the board. Taylor Swift on the board. That, he that, tried that, to that give board her a is your thing. You're not. You're gonna move the board to the What's Right podcast. We don't agree with that. Oh, okay. Speak is up next. Hope <laughs> you have a great show. Brassard, say goodbye. Oh, see you, bro. Oh, no.